Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. We got to reset. We laid the foundation, and it's going to be uh, up to Ryan and myself to find those missing pieces, add some depth. Max strips it. My oh my! Khalil Mack, he is unbelievable. WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. Eddie Jackson for the fifth time in his young career has a touchdown. With WGN's Adam Hogue. Are you ready? And from The Athletic, Adam Johns. What's up, everybody? Tearing it up. Here they are, the Adams, Hogan Johns. Bears! What's up? Welcome in from uh, beautiful Decatur, Illinois, next to the lovely porta potties next to us. There are three colors. There is a blue one, a pink one, and a green one. We are here. We made it <laughs> <laughs> to the Decatur Civic Center. I've never been to Decatur. Not sure I'll ever be back here. They did present us with a lovely uh, media packet, though, on the town Yeah, uh, when we checked in. Um, but most importantly, we talked to the general manager and head coach of the Chicago Bears. What's up? It's Hogan Johns. On the road again, as training camp kind of unof- unofficially awkwardly starts today, uh, Bears don't actually report to Bourbonnet until later. This so I, I was actually in Bourbonnet today. I know. Um I have questions about that. Why? Well, first of all, I don't think you took the best route. I took 57. I think you're just itching to go to Bourbonnais <laughs> so bad. If, if that it you was... left early this morning so you could stop at Steak and Shake in Bourbonnais. I, I, I had actually never been to the Steak and Shake in Bourbonnais at all. I was this only... is the first time in my, what, my six, seven, eight years going to Bourbonnais? The only Where time I've been I was, to the steak and shake. The only time I've ever been to Steak and Shake in Bourbonnais was at a late night with uh, Jason Goff and a Dan Bernstein. No, that sounds right. A long that time sounds, ago. Yeah, yeah, it sounds better than my experience, but okay. <laughs> yeah, so oh, a nasty storm. Did you hit that nasty storm coming yeah, out? Yeah, there, uh, there were a lot of storms. I just uh, There was a drove, tornado behind me. A tornado yeah. was like following you? Yeah, yeah. Not like this. This is Wizard of Oz or anything like that. <laughs> it, it was just listening to the local news reports uh, on the AFM radio. Were there actually tornadoes? Yes. No, there were there were not tornadoes on fifty five, okay. which is the way you should have gone. You take fifty five home, probably. Okay, I'm gonna take fifty seven. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, enjoy Bourbonnais. And then there's something like your car won't go over seventy oh, miles an hour. Oh man, I've had a morning. I have had a morning. Does anyone know how to fix uh, a fuel injector down here? You think is that what the problem is? Yeah, I think so. I definitely don't. Okay. Okay. So wish, me, wish f- me luck at home. I did have to fix a flat tire over the weekend. Oh, look, I'm my dad's car right now. Yeah, it's the last thing we need uh, to experience in '57 going home. John's asked me to follow him home, <laughs> and I said, "There's zero percent <laughs> chance I'm going 70 miles an hour home." So, uh, well, it, it, Illinois see, State Troopers, be on the lookout. yes, be on the lookout for him. The, the bad teammate, they won't follow his his teammate in need home. You're but, gonna be yeah. fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be if fine. you get stuck in Bourbonnais, just stay there. <laughs> you got to be there on Thursday anyway. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, welcome in. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Read us at WGNRadio.com slash Bears, The Athletic, and The Athletic app. 
please rate, review the podcast. Subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Uh, we always love picking up new listeners at the start of the season, which is what this is kind of for us. We started uh, in Bourbon A five years ago. Well, I don't know how many years ago. This is our fifth season yes. of the podcast. Kind of getting underway right now as the uh, yearly press conference general manager, head coach. Maybe the last time we'll hear from the general manager and this year, I'll come until, we'll, we'll hear from him again. I don't know. Well, if he trades for Khalil Mack again, yes, oh, he may do that. But that's why this, <laughs> this why this press conference today was important. And um, I don't know. I mean, there were some things in there that we'll get to. We'll play some of it for you. You're not going to play the whole thing. It's like 25 minutes, um, but we'll play you some chunks here. Uh, the biggest piece of news, I think, is that Haha Clinton Dix has a knee injury before camp even starts. Apparently, suffered a knee sprain at the end of the offseason program. Uh, presumably veteran minicamp, and will likely start training camp on the pup list. What was Pace's exact phrasing of that? Short-lived? Short-term. Short-term? No offense, though. I still go back to the Kevin White thing, and I go, if a guy's starting on pup, it's not great. John Fox is gone. I know. John Fox was gone. Is gone. Is gone. I just, it's not a good thing. He's long gone. Fox is gone. Uh, I, I know what you're saying. Sound, sound the alarm bells, but look, Jay Burton's not on it. Anthony Miller's not going to be on it. That's, That's positive. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think the other guys were Jonathan Harris and T.J. Clemens, not exactly starters. So Hagnall Dix is the most notable name on that. T.J. Clemens has a chance to be a backup tackle on his oh, team. So yeah. That's somewhat significant. That's great. Okay, Rashad Coward's probably ahead of him on my depth chart, but uh, I hear what you're saying. Uh, well, Clemens is coming off torn ACL that we already knew about, yes. so that's why so, he's still recovering. Yes, but... I get what you're saying, but at this point in the Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy era, I feel like their approach to injuries in situations like this is to be upfront and as, and as honest as they can be without being a flat-out liar like John Fox was. Well, in the past they would say, uh, well, we'll wait until the physicals are done. And instead, and I'll, you know, thanks to Ryan for this, he said, well, we'll wait. We, there will be physicals this week, and there might be – Adjustments, but this is what we expect to happen. And they still haven't seen the players since the last time we saw them. I, I think it was Aaron Lynch last year, like barely practiced in Bourbonnet, though. Was he on Puff? I can't remember. He, he oh, got injured, right. maybe he, the, like, like, he injured the first day of camp. And we didn't see him like all of the We pre-season. just saw him on the bike, yeah. And then we saw him playing starting week one. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I kind of forgot about that. So to go back to the injuries, and let's talk about the preseason, because I know you want to talk about this too. A yeah. little bit. What Nagy said about the preseason is they want to be healthy for week one. They're going to be safer than sorry. That's what they're going to do. That's what they have done under Matt Nagy. And that's why you should not expect his starters to play in the preseason again this year. Well, at all? Okay, that third preseason game. <laughs> I was like, but they barely played. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, so, Trubisky so had like 22 snaps last year. Last year, barely played in the Hall of Fame game. Or did they not play they at all? They did not play in the Hall, in the Hall of Fame game. Played... In the second, I can't remember yeah, who the second one. It was five games. One, I know they played a little bit in Denver played, and played a little bit in Denver. And that was it. And then got held out of the Chiefs game, which was supposed to be the big one. And that and that was specifically brought up in the questioning. Yes. Um, you know that game. Do you remember the and, outcry last year about the snaps? For the players in the preseason, yeah, yeah, oh, it's huge. You and I were on this podcast defending the whole thing, yes, and basically the same attitude that Nagy brought up again today. We care more about week one than we do about week two or three of the preseason, yes. And I think that's the right attitude. And, and teams scale back so much in the preseason that these reps, these snaps, some of them are completely meaningless. It's just another snap to get hurt on. Oh, trust me, 
I remember after they lost week one to the Packers. If only Mitch Trubisky had had more snaps in the preseason, maybe they would have won this game. Come on. No, I think it's the the, the biggest thing for this team is to stay healthy. Yes. Because the roster, we've talked about it, it's good, and the only thing that's going to change that is if guys get hurt. You're right. Pace said that today. Yeah. Here in the Decatur, what is it, Decatur Civic Center? Uh, I believe so. Yes, that's what he said in that building right there. So it's it's true. They're they're going into camp. There's we talked about this last week when we previewed the offense and defense. There's no overly intriguing com- competition battles, roster battles for starting spots. All the starters are in place. Haha, ha, Clinton Dix is hurt. I know, but like it's set for the first time covering this team. I could say it's set heading into preseason into into the training camp and preseason. It is. For, it's definitely the most set that we've seen it, I think. Yes, absolutely. Um, this goes back to 2012. It's probably the most set we've seen things. I mean, think of all the upheaval since then. Tressman, Emery, and then, then Ryan Pace and John Fox decide to clean house. This is the, in terms of intact starters, most important players in most important positions, the Bears finally have it in place. Yeah. Um I mean, what were the other headlines? There weren't a whole lot of big things. There was a lot of talk about the kickers today. Um, Everything's on the table. Yeah, I mean, I think it has been. That, but I, I, that's the big takeaway again today. And, and Ryan Pace is speaking openly about this. Now, we have not heard him comment. We've heard Nagy say a lot about the kickers since the draft, but Pace hasn't talked about it, hasn't spoken since they traded for Eddie Pinheiro. And he said, look, we feel good about the two young guys we have, but it's an open competition, and we're continuing to look at the waiver wire. I mean, that is a pretty clear uh, statement in that they're not done looking for kickers, and this thing's far from settled. Yes. Which is how it should be, because they haven't looked that good well, so far. Well, neither Pinheiro or Fry has, has really done enough, been consistent enough, we should say, to, to secure that position. They've been the best of, of the guys they've had through Hallis Hall. Yeah. But look, they've already tried the the old guy approach. Sure, they could fi- maybe find a Matt Bryant. Is a Matt Bryant still a, a free agent? Uh, I believe he is. Yeah, yeah. So look, whatever. Cairo Santos is still out there on another team. He could be cut. You want to take another run at him? I, and Carlos. Yes, yes. Carlos Santos is, is always available. Yes, always available. Like, look, actually, never available. You, you, yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of Carlos Santoses in the world, man. <laughs> it's true. Yes. <laughs> if everything's on the table, maybe maybe that's maybe, actually maybe Carlos thing. Santos actually comes through. You know, you, you never know. But look, I, I'm just saying that it's if this carries into the regular season, it's a huge problem. Right now, it's still not that for me because there's so many moving pieces to it. Still, I, I should say there's different scenarios where we could find a guy that's cut. For, by another team and bring him in. Who's to say he's better than Pinheiro and Fry? Maybe these guys uh, are successful in the preseason, but let's see what, we, what happens down in Bourbon A, man. All right, let's play some of this stuff from the press conference. A lot of it in the early part is about the kickers. Uh, we don't really like to talk about the kickers that much, so we'll let them do that. And uh, there's some other things in here, too. So we'll play a good chunk. It's not the whole press conference. I don't think it's necessary to play the whole thing. But uh, here's a good chunk. Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy today, indicator... Uh, as training camp is about to get underway. All right, guys. Hey, welcome everyone to Decatur. Uh, we're happy to kick off our season at the birthplace of our franchise. Uh, we have a special season ahead of us as we head into our 100-year anniversary, and uh, we're, it's an honor to be starting it right here. 
Um, as I reflect back on the offseason, I want to credit our, our coaches and our scouts for a successful offseason. I also want to credit our players for the hard work they continue to put in. Uh, we know we have a lot of hard work ahead of us as we head into training camp. Uh, we feel we have the right people in place, and we're excited to get started. So with that, we'll be happy to take any questions. Right, how would you handicap the kicker competition as you guys exit spring and all the information you gathered there to right now? How would you handicap it? It's, you know, hey, we're excited about the two young guys we have. It's still open for competition. Um, those guys are going to battle it out. Uh, obviously, we're, we're, we're scouring the waiver wire as we go forward, um, and it's just, it's kind of open competition as we go forward. Well, as you come out of the spring or came out of the spring, what did you like about Eddie? What did you like about Elliot? So Eddie's, Eddie's got real natural leg talent. So he's got a strong leg. Um, it's just developing consistency as he goes forward. He's a young kicker. Uh, Elliot, a little, a little different. Elliot, Elliot's got a pretty consistent stroke. Um, as he gets stronger, you know, he had a, a year away from football. As he gets stronger, we anticipate some of that leg strength is improving as well. Right, specifically, how do you keep tabs on kickers elsewhere in the league in this next stretch in training camp in, in, in August and what are the specifics that go into that? Yeah, Dan, and, and obviously there's a hyper-focus on kickers, but it's, it applies to any position. Sure. So our, our pro scouts, you know, led by Josh Lucas and Champ Kelly, they're watching that, and we're watching all the teams, all the competitive situations around the league. One of them will be kicker, and, and we're, just, we're just watching that progress as we go forward. We know right now where we stand, where some of those battles are occurring. We're watching those, and I'm sure there'll be ones that'll pop up that might surprise us. Roger, Brian, you guys had opportunities if you wanted to go get a veteran or somebody could have. Could have. So what was your appetite in spending either draft capital on a trade or money? Uh, and, and how limited were you on the money side just from the fact that you're paying Cody what you're paying? Yeah, the, you know, the, the draft works out, you know, the way it works out. You know, we're going to take the best players available, and sometimes it aligns a certain way, and sometimes it doesn't. I can say as we reflect back on it, we're happy with our offseason. We're happy with the, our free agency and with our draft. And our goal now is to develop these young guys. And I think, you know, we can point to a lot of teams around the league that have kickers uh, in successful situations that have come a number of ways. And some of them are this way. So ideal for our franchise, we hit on a young kicker long term. And we'll march forward that way. Right, who has have better? afforded a say ten and a half million over two years fully guaranteed? <laughs> That's hypothetical. Yeah. Who has the better spring out of these two guys? Like who who is the leader entering? Camp it's Rich. To be to be honest, it's it's even. It's it's close. You know. So well, that's why you know, we're excited about that battle going into training camp, along with a lot, a lot of other battles. But obviously, we'll be watching that one. Man, right. have, you, have you thought about how this might unfold in preseason game? Like, are we going to see situations where? Yeah, so um, we're not going to kick on third down, but if we have a uh, if we have a situation where I mean we need to figure out this position, right? We need to understand, and it's a crucial um, spot for us that we got to get right. And I think the more opportunities that that you have for these guys to prove who they are and what they can do, we'll take them. So there may be, you know. There may be some questionable, questionable play calls in the preseason, so I'll just leave it at that, and then we'll, we'll go from there. <laughs> and are you scouring the waiver wire because there's a particular guy or two you're looking for, or is it just because you still want more competition? Uh, for that position or in general? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's situations we've identified already that we can tell where it'll be tight, and we're watching it based on college grades or, or you know, pro grades. Um, but in general, we're watching every situation because sometimes these guys pop out of nowhere as well. So this preseason is going to be important for what we have going on here. And it's no different than any position on our, on our team, but what we have going on here, but also watching all the other rosters around the league. Would it, would it be on the table, too, to potentially trade a future draft pick or a player to acquire one of those kickers? I think everything's on the table to make sure we get that right. Ryan, teams that have made the jump you guys did last year, some have sustained it, but others have fallen. Uh, what gives you the best 
a hope that you'll be able to sustain what you've got, and you won't fall into that trap that Mike Jackson will do. Our, our, our culture, our culture that we have established, and you know, starting with Coach Nagy and, and what he's doing, and, and the type of players we have in our locker room, and our entire staff. So I think culture is what sustains success. Ryan, piggybacking off that, as you pull into Bourbon A this week and reflect upon the elements of that culture that were established last season, what are the, the biggest ones that you see that are in place this year that, that came together last year? I just think how close we are as a team. I mean, these guys are all great teammates. They're all passionate about football. They're all highly competitive. It's just a really close, tight-knit group. Uh, no egos. Um, and I think that, that all comes together and all gels together to what we have going right now. Ryan, go back to the kicker for a second. Um, we haven't talked to you since Jamie was added as the consultant. What have you liked about his uh, you know, part in the process and what can you do for you as you have to make mm-hmm. a final decision here? Rich, we have a lot of respect for Jamie, um, specifically the technical aspect that he brings. He has a lot of experience with that position. Um, and I think as we develop young kickers and we're talking about the technical part of their game, developing that's going to be critical, uh, and, and Jamie's really good at that. Did you have any sense for how he's helped these guys, even just from his arrival to, to now? You know, there hasn't been game situations, but you guys are obviously collecting data. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's just the details of honing in technique, no different than a golf swing or a quarterback. And they're just honing it in. And sometimes you might change a couple things that are going to be better long term, but it might affect the kicker a little bit right now as he works through some of those kinks. But they're better off if they can stick with this technique. Matt, have you uh, been in touch with or keeping tabs on any of your guys the last five weeks or no restrictions on that? No, you, you, you can, you know, reach out, just see how the guys are doing, you know, just about <clears throat> life in general, how things going, you know, you enjoying your time. Um, and that's important. We told them in our last meeting, team meeting, just get away from football for a little bit, stay in shape, do what you need to do, and then when you come back, we're, we're ready to roar. But, um, you know, for the most part, I just try to they, – they get enough of us throughout the season, and you just – you have your, uh, your, your some of your guys that you reach out to. Man, is there, a, is there any different feeling for you as you guys get ready to start up again compared to a year ago? Anything where you feel more comfortable or settled in? I'd say the biggest thing is that I know – all 90 of these players versus last year. I was getting to a point to where I knew who they were, mainly on offense, not on defense. But as the year went on, um, I know these guys' backgrounds personally, and and, and you, you get to uh, let them know that you care about who they are as a person. And so you build that relationship. And then the X's and O's part, uh, you guys remember last year at this time, uh, the big question was how do you get Mitch you know, to learn this offense and, you know, well, you're not playing him a lot in the preseason and he doesn't get reps. And so, and that is a, a small part of it, but building the library of plays, uh, now Chuck comes in on defense with his new stuff. And, and so for me, things have slowed down, um, which makes things easier. But I really, I know, I know the hot buttons on, on all of our players. I know how to reach them and they know mine too. Do you anticipate Trey Burton will be ready for the start of camp? Yeah, we anticipate him ready to go. Um, we'll be smart with those guys and how we ramp them in like we always are. Um, but we expect to go into this training camp pretty healthy state. Um, just getting ahead of it, guys. Probably, uh, and we'll see how these physicals go as long as there's no surprises. But probably three guys we might start off on PUP, and they're all going to be more short-term, we expect. So that would be TJ Clemmings uh, just coming off the ACL. Uh, Jonathan Harris has a slight uh, hamstring. And then ha-ha, Clinton Dix has a knee sprain that he sustained right at the end of our offseason program. So we're just going to be smart as we ramp those guys back up. So don't be surprised if we start them on PUP. So you don't expect uh, Hall or Burton to be on PUP? No, we don't, Hall. We expect to get those guys going. We'll see when they get here. But just to be honest with you, we expect to get those guys out there and just be smart on how we build them in. Right. Anthony Miller's sprain on ha-ha. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Same thing. Yep. Yeah. There is. Yeah, we have a slight change to um, some of our our installation times, and uh, <clears throat> you're always trying to adapt and, and take feedback from players and coaches and, and how you do things. First year, last year, I went I stuck to a schedule that that I knew for a lot of years, and and um, and so we'll we'll have some slight changes to when we're installing a little bit earlier and flipping our walkthrough, which would be a, a little bit later. But um, and then the other part too is we 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 shut down about an hour earlier, which I think will be crucial for the guys to be together and get more sleep. Matt, from the head chair, what do you identify as, as some of your biggest tasks or, or challenges in trying to retain the culture and make sure that success doesn't change the focus, change the ego, change the, the dynamics that helps you guys. Right. So, Dan, just like anything that's new, uh, there's that honeymoon stage, and everyone's excited because it's new. And everything that we taught last year as coaches uh, for the first time, it was the first time they were hearing it, so it's new. Uh, now it becomes the second time they hear it. And and so where I think the, the good coaches separate from average coaches is you need to be able to have a good pulse on your players, have a good feel for what they're really taking in. So don't be monotonous in what you do. Change things up. Um, let them have more say. Uh, make sure that they understand that everything that we did last year means nothing. What it did is it helped our culture, but it means zero for the 2019 season. So we talked about it. Don't get complacent. Remember the hurt. Um, and and then that's my job to make sure that the coaches are doing that, that I'm doing it, Ryan's doing it, we're all doing it together. And then the players, ultimately, we talked about leaders create leaders. The more leaders we can get within our players this year, they, they, hear, they hear it coming from their own peers, then me, the better off we'll be. All right, so there's a little bit of – uh, from uh, Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy today, and yeah, I, I think some other interesting things that were were said today probably had to do more about individual players. Um, I found it interesting that right at you guys didn't hear this part, but right at the end of the press conference, Pace singled out Leonard Floyd as the one non-rookie player. You know, taking the rookies out of it, who stood out the most in the off-season program? He said Leonard Floyd did. I thought that was interesting. I think we're at the point where Leonard Floyd just has to show it. Like I, I, I feel I like he I, is. I, feel like I just think this before. I think it's yeah. taking longer than than people okay. want. No, no, that's but fair. He's still improving. Yes, it's no, just no. not at a. You know, the arrow's not directly up. It's just sort of you know coasting along at like a twenty degree angle. Okay, no, that's that's fair. I, I I've said it. I, I've written it. Um, I think he's a late bloomer. I think he can get better. But again, it's a storyline that has it's been repetitive. At this point, Leonard Floyd's career, this will be his, what, fourth season? Fourth season, correct? Yeah. It's time to just show it. That's really it. That's really all there is to say. Yes, he's improving. Yes, he's stronger. Yes, I think having Cleo Mack uh, to offset a lot of things, to help him with a lot of things, is immensely important. But well, And it helped the narrative. Yes. Because last season, Leonard Floyd's season, that gets looked at completely differently if Cleo Mack's not there. Absolutely. I mean, because then he's supposed to be the number one pass rusher, and there's not a whole lot of depth behind him. Yeah. Instead, he all of a sudden falls down to number two behind perhaps the best pass rusher in the league. Yes. And all of a sudden, and, and, th- and that's a good thing for him because he was not ready to be number one guy. No. And no. probably still he, You is. know, he, he may never be a number one guy. You took a swing on a guy at number nine because he was probably the most athletic, most intriguing pass rusher in a, in a draft that was very thin for them. 
a few years ago. So you moved up, you took a swing on him. Can't fault you for that. I get it. But at this point, it's it's prove it, show it time. And you know what? I think it's coming to the reality. Maybe this is fans, media, analysts, pundits, whatever. It's accepting that maybe he won't be ever a number one guy. But he could still be a pretty darn good player. He was a darn good player last year. Good against the run. He changed a lot of, you know, to use scout terms, you know, launch points. Yes, he's not getting home. He's not getting the sacks that Mac did. But he's still a pretty darn good player. Will that make him a number one pass rusher in the league? No, no, probably not. He may not be that. But he could still be a very effective, very solid, a very darn good player in this league. I think he is already. Well, yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. I mean, if you want to go back to the question, was he worth the number nine overall pick trading up for him? You know, that's a different question. I think for where this team is right now, for needing a number two guy behind Khalil Mack to win a Super Bowl this season, you could do a lot worse than Leonard Floyd. A lot worse than Leonard Floyd. So, and I still do think he's getting better. I still think he has untapped potential. So, um, you know, he is one of the more intriguing players, I think, to, to look at this year. I have another question for you, though, before we keep talking about football. What are you listening to right now in your headphones? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Because your headphones are in your ear, and I just like, it's normal for me doing radio shows to see somebody wearing headphones, but your headphones are not actually connected to anything right <laughs> no, they, now. They are connected to my recorder in, okay. in my pocket here. I just... That's a habit, I guess. You could be doing like some amazing multitasking right now. You're, like, you're actually <laughs> yes. listening back to Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy yes. right now a- a- while talking as to we me. converse about it. Yes, uh, we got we got some skill here. That My friend, be- all right, is, is it making you uncomfortable? No, it's not. I just it just oh, you're louder now. What, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> you took the earplugs out. Some you know I hear that a lot. Some people need earplugs to be able to hear me. No, okay, which doesn't really make any sense, but if you say so, boss. Yeah. Um. Your guy, David Montgomery, too, was somebody discussed today. Yeah. They're very pleased with him so far, noting the offseason program that you've raved about, too. Come and, on. You don't think he's been good in the offseason no, program? But with every running back, I need to see him in pads. And even then, That's I want to see him in games. That's fair. So the one interesting thing is, as we talked about reps, Matt Nagy did say that David Montgomery is somebody who should get a lot of reps yes. in the preseason. Yes. Now, if he balls out in the first two preseason games, I could see them pulling it back right away. Right. Um, I, no, I could definitely see that happening. We plays in the third quarter in the second preseason game, then you don't see him again for the yeah. rest of the preseason. But at least going into that first and second week of the preseason, that's somebody that you know at least be fun to watch in otherwise mostly boring preseason. Yes, games. yes. But but even he's gonna be fun to watch in Bourbon A. I think fans, if you're coming down there. Again, he is nothing like Jordan Howard. I think that's what stood out to me because we've, we saw, what, two, three years of Jordan Howard and what he was, but then you see what David Montgomery can do as a pass catcher. Running routes that were never on Jordan Howard's plate. Just different. That stood out to me. It's a whole new dimension for this offense. You know, you could run Tariq Cohen out there as much as you want, but David Montgomery, who could be a true number one back, gives you a, a bit more. Right? He could be your every down guy. Well, and that's really the can. one thing I will caution fans at the s- same time, because we saw this last year in the preseason. While he's going to get touches, Matt Nagy's not going to use him exotically at all in the preseason. Remember, like, Co- Tariq Cohen last year? Like, he hardly touched him in the preseason. Yes, yes, yes. So, it's. Yes, he's somebody that's going to be interesting to watch in Bourbonnais and in. 
in I mean, Matt Nagy could, games, but it's yeah, not going to be that interesting. He could have an exceptional camp that Matt Nagy probably goes, yep, we're not showing a single thing about him. Yeah, They feel that strongly about him. He could be one of those guys. Like, do you remember two years ago when Cohen was kept a secret? Yeah. And that was by... Yeah, uh, it was Dow Loggins. Yeah. My guy Dow. I'll give him credit for that. They yes. did a good job. Yes. Well, they did unleash him a little bit against the Cardinals in that preseason game. And then, like, he had, like, two incredibly good runs. And then immediately were like, okay. Oh, uh, you're out. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, but that was just as a running back. Yeah, I know. They didn't line him up anywhere. That completely changed in the first two weeks. Everybody saw what he could be. A lot of talk about the tight ends today, too. Um, did you hear what he said about Bradley Soule? Yeah, he brought like him he up. brought him up. Yeah, he keeps doing that. That is a sign, Adam, of the handshake deal they have. I'm telling it's you, it's gotta be. Yes, it's gotta be. The other thing is, he had some inc- incredibly good things to say, Matt Nagy. That is about Allen Robinson. He said he's one of the best players he's ever been around, just in terms of work ethic, and that's a guy that just goes about his work every day. Just very as professional. A professional. Yeah, even dealing with us, just very yeah. professional. We'll talk to us about about 15 minutes at a time, every day we want. Yep. Just very professional in his approach, and he, you know what? He's healthy. Now, he's not coming off a torn ACL like he was last year. And there was a little bit of a talk about that today, too, that uh, Ryan Pace said you could just tell he's like a little bit more crispness in his routes. I don't know if that's the exact word to use, but the, you know, a little bit more of a spring in his yeah, step. Yeah, a little bit se. more assertive the way, the way he's going to play. So, again, another positive sign – to go back to what we said in the first ten minutes of this podcast, as the Decatur Civil Sis, the Civil, Civil Center, Civ, Civil Center, Civic Center <laughs> empties after uh, what was it uh, a meet and greet with Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy? Yeah, their right. own. There was another panel like yes. they had at the uh, Bears one hundred. Yes. So Bears. as their panel empties and the wind picks up down here, uh, it, health is everything. It's really it. It is everything for this team right now. Uh, and that it's kind of a boring August. Late July storyline, but it's going to be one of the biggest ones. Which is why, like, I don't mean to make a huge deal about haha, Clint Dick starting on it, pump, it, but that's kind of a big deal know, for it, right it, now. It's better than storing. Well, you know, why does Mike Glennon look so darn bad? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> you were all over that from from the get go. Like first camp. first day of mini camp, you're like, oh, Mitch well, Trubisky's better. Even just like he was so bad, it was just that number ten was obviously a lot better. Yes, immediately. Yes, arm strength. At, my Mark, Mark Sanchez had that one great day actually in camp where oh, he yeah. was like 100 percent completion percentage. Remember yeah. that? It was just on fire. Now you forgot about that. Yeah. If you were keeping track of Mark Sanchez's <laughs> completion <laughs> no. percentage in Bourbonnais, I feel sorry. I, for I just you. remember tweeting it like, "Oh, Mark Sanchez is like he had on a fire, perfect day. <laughs> He's on fire." You know, I said a, Cody, a perfect day at training camp one day last year. It's Cody Parkey. I bring this up every podcast. Yeah, yeah. Something to keep in mind, a, everybody. Uh, perfect playoff game. Our perfect season. <laughs> All right. Anything? Uh... You gonna play George? Should play George? Oh yeah. George McCaskey talked today. Uh, I don't know if we need to play it, but some of the conversation. Um, first of all. At least the tweet of mine that got the most interaction on anything today. Chance the rapper. Is gonna be performing at that Grant Park concert. How about George with the chance the snapper? Reference. Reference, yeah. Oh, you know George loved that alligator story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor alligator Bob. I feel bad for that guy. I don't. <laughs> like I said, you got to perform. If you don't. I'm actually, you know, kind of disappointed in you. You should have, he perfectly set you up for. George is alligator Bob, like the Cody Parkey of alligator catching. <laughs> People are on board with that, man. Yes, I, I know. <laughs> he set you up for it. He set you up for it, my friend. Uh, 
other than that, what? and by the way, that is the NFL kickoff. That's an NFL event that's going on in Grand Park on September 5th leading up to the Bears-Packer game. There's actually going to be a watch party there. There's still not necessarily details. I don't even know if George was supposed to tell us about Chance the Rapper because I, I don't think that's been out there. I haven't no, seen that no, for no. sure. George is known to drop a few nuggets here yeah. or there. He's allowed to. Uh, the oh, chairman I of the Bears. Think, I think he's allowed to, yeah, um, since he's the guy that signs off on everything. What could be out there, yeah. Uh, he can take that liberty. In the meantime, though, uh, the only other thing that was big news, because you could tell he actually wanted to talk more about Decatur. At one point, he even asked, do we have any questions from a local reporter? Yeah, he cut me off. It's okay. Um, I don't like talking to you. No. Because no, you're not no, Pat Finley. No, I'm not Pat Finley. Uh, it's, no, I like what they're doing. You know, what What more is there to, to, to say about it, though? In 100 years, a return to Decatur. Uh, they're giving back. I think there was a donation here yesterday. Alex Brown, Lance Briggs was here today, wasn't he? Yep. So uh, it's good. It's far from Chicago. Uh, it's really far from Chicago in a sense. But, uh, yeah, give back to the place that gave birth to your team. Why not? Uh, the the one, like, sort of newsy thing that came from George was all this talk last week about the 18-game schedule. Uh, George, what I thought was interesting about his answer was he says, we haven't talked about this in a long time. Like in league meetings. So, yeah, it's something that might be coming up in the CBA. But if they're not even talking about it in league meetings, then they're, I can't imagine they're that serious about it going into the CBA talks. Yeah, and you said the, the utmost priority there is player health and safety. Right. Two more games in this violent game. The NFLPA has to be on board, and that means less preseason games. It means a lot of, a lot of changes to the CBA. Well, this is a different topic, but... I've said this before. This uh, this issue actually isn't that complicated because there is a way to extend the season with more television revenue, which is already the thing that's driving everything, and protect player health and safety. In fact, improve it. And that answer is very, very simple. You add a bye week. You add a bye week. Every team gets two bye weeks. That extends the season one more week for the NFL. They get one more week of Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football. They get all of those TV ratings because there's still going to be games. You should work for the league. It's not that complicated. I don't understand like why this. Everyone keeps bringing up the 18 game schedule. The players don't want it. It doesn't make sense for player health and safety. Players are just there's just going to be more injuries, and and no one wants that because we everybody wants to see the best players playing in these games. You add a bye week, and everyone's healthier, more rested, and you get your extra television revenue. It's not that hard. I think I just broke the table. You literally me. did. Wow, you've been working out. I huh? just snapped this picnic table in half. Somebody's been working out, and I don't know what that is sitting there on the table. <laughs> it's probably a sign we should go. It looks like I, it's an onion. I think it's an onion. It's blue. It's blue, though. <laughs> it's a blue grilled onion. This is inter- this is one of the more interesting podcasts we've ever done. Yes, at a half broken picnic table with an onion next to some porta potties, multicolored porta potties. Well, I mean, porta potties usually come in colors. Pink. Have you ever seen a pink porta potty before? Um, no. I'm not, and I'm definitely not using it either. I could tell you that right now. All right, so uh, here's the game plan. Bears report on Thursday. We'll I'm be sure there. We'll have another podcast for you later in the week. Uh, first practice is Friday, and then uh, Matt Nagy revealed, well, revealed or whatever, but confirmed that the first padded practice will be Sunday. Correct. Because you got to have a couple days without pads before yes, it's do. illegal to have pads. So Sunday is the first padded practice. We'll be there for all of it. 
players are in Bourbon A on Thursday. I think rookies are actually there. I think week. rookies and quarterbacks are there tomorrow. Yeah. And, Monday. And the Bears are already actually in Bourbon A. They took a bus here this morning from Bourbon A to Decatur. That had to have been a thrilling ride through central Illinois. And now they'll go back. Maybe stop at the Steak and Shake. Uh, Did I had uh, lunch yet? How was it? It was good. Okay. I do need to find somewhere. I couldn't see out my window, man. I do have to find somewhere to eat on the way home. I'll leave you with this tweet if I can find it. Because remember how you solicited... Um, oh, recommendations. Recommendations. This is coming from uh, Chris on Twitter. Late notice, but I'm from the area near Decatur. Don't bother eating there. <laughs> I think that's just mean. I know. But he says uh, you can go to Champagne for a good hibachi place. Ooh, I like hibachi. I like the hibachi place in Bourbonnet. Yeah, I would good. go there. I will go there. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Diggerson loves the hibachi. Yes, he place. does. All right, we need to get on the road. Head back to Chicago. Uh, this was actually a cool kind of experience. Yeah, see a new place in Illinois, um, and then uh, we'll be in Bourbonnet, which is a very similar place as Decatur, but we're used to it a little bit more. And I am actually looking forward to football. I like Bourbonnet. I'm ready to go. Don't you talk bad about Bourbonnet. It's I'm not talking bad about Bourbonnet. And I'm uh, I'm not talking bad about football starting up again. I'm excited for practices. I'm excited for, for things to talk about. Hopefully not so much about the kickers, but that's up to the kickers yeah. to fix that storyline. And so we'll be continuing to watch that for you guys. All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H O G E, at Adam Johns, J A H N S. We got a few days of freedom before going back down there. Read us at WGMRadio.com slash Bears, The Athletic, The Athletic app. Please rate and review the podcast. We appreciate you doing that. Any final words? No. Wish me luck getting home. You should have the Bears truck. It's right over there. Follow you. Put my car right on. So they got space. Can, yeah, they could just take you there. Yes, there they can take you there. All right. Uh, Hopefully Johns makes it back to Chicago. Now, just because I'm doing this, I'm going to be the one that blows out his tire on the way home, probably. <laughs> you better not that wood, just don't break work. the table yeah. again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All take right. a picture of that. Talk to you in Bourbonnet.